This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast. I'm becoming to you midsummer. As you can hear, I've got a sprightly tone in my voice. I'm feeling very relaxed, very refreshed. We've had a bit of a bit of a rest. We decided to take a little bit of a break from the besotted for a while just to get ourselves back in the flow. My name is Billy Grant. And I'm sitting here with Lady in the virtual joint. He's been a different virtual joint. The last time you heard from him, he was all over in the Far East, but he's now back on home soil but only for a few weeks only for a week or so before he jets off again and myself jet off again on bees action lady how are you i'm good mate i'm 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 in that tricky kind of late close season early pre-season kind of vibe you know it's uh it's very difficult to work out isn't it you know now the the friendlies have started is it summer you know is it is it season again i don't know i'm 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 looking forward to seeing seeing some action though some bees action so have you been in pre-season training by any chance? What for this podcast? Just in general. Well, yeah, I've I've I've, I've got my um, my mic skills. I've been sort of practicing that um, leading up to this, and I've sort of plugged and unplugged USB a few times just to get prepared for this. So um, I'd say I've been uh, I've been hard in pre-season training here. Yeah. Uh, and to be fair, you've actually been in pre-season training quite a lot when you were in the Far East, actually, because you you you're, you're up to all sorts of malarkey. Over there, sort of, kind of, you know, huh. drinking things and not drinking things and not eating bits and pieces and getting yourself all healthy in the sun out there. Um, how, how was it over in Thailand? It was bonkers. Yeah, um, if anyone's interested, I'll tell you. I, I did like a, a total transformational detox for twelve days without eating food, um, fasting, um, obviously drinking lots of water and and stuff. And, and uh, yeah, it was it was incredible. Yeah. Like yoga, meditation, uh, walking up mountains. Um, it was, yeah, it was an incredible thing to do. Um, I was surprised that I didn't get hungry in the best part of two weeks. And even when I could eat again, I, I just <laughs> didn't fancy it. So, uh, yeah, I feel, I feel like I've had a complete reset. So, uh, ready to retox when I go to the States. No, I'm trying not, I'm, I'm trying not to undo all, all, all the good work I've done in the summer. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was an incredible experience. So uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly recommend it. That's right. And you, you even had a bit of bee action out there as well. Like I said to you, a few bees over in the Far East as well, weren't there? Yep. Um, there's, a, there's a couple of, couple of uh, Brentford fans that live on Koh Samui where I was. Um, so I, I hooked up with them. Um, had a, had a few drinks and uh, had some really quality food with them afterwards and uh, yeah it was uh, it was it was great to kind of uh, be in this tropical paradise and sort of like have bees mates around as well so uh, yeah it's Brentford everywhere as we well know Bill Brentford 100% Brentford everywhere as they say we're going to find out actually more about Brentford everywhere when we uh, when we go to the USA which we're going to be talking about in a little bit but before we talk about that I mean, let's just talk about pre-season in general because pre-season is well and truly up and running and you know pre-season is well and truly up and running when lady's phone goes off and he's got the phone call from i don't know from the manager of boring wood saying lady what did you think of that match last night and uh brentford played boring wood last night 
like I said to you, you know the bees pre-season is up and running when we play Borenwood because we play Borenwood literally every single season. There must be a reason for us playing Borenwood. Um, is I think they just they just know Borenwood. They know them well. You know, decent pitch. You know, decent sort of kind of level side. They're quite physical, but they also play at a decent level. So yes. Borenwood every 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 season and like I said to you the game last night which we played against Borenwood um, ended up Borenwood won Brentford won which uh, <laughs> was just quite funny because uh, the doommongers are already out sort of thinking we're going to get relegated because we've only lost to or drew to Borenwood in our first game of the season but I don't think you can quite take it that way in- interesting kind of a side that was put out or sides should I say that was put out would it lady yeah, it was it was a very much one of those game of two half lineups. Um, we, we we put out a stronger stronger team in the, in the first half, and then um, then more kids um, and, and B teamers in in the second. And you know, we we know from we know from like time that you can't really read anything into these matches whatsoever. You know, they they, they don't they don't really mean any more than a run out. And I listened to Thomas Frank talking after the game and. He was saying that you know um, it, it, it allowed them just basically to to expand a little bit more um, than they're already doing in 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 um, in, in the, you know on the training pitch, and it's, it's all slowly slowly now, isn't it? I know the players have come back. Anyone that's seen the you know the, the media departments sort of first first week back in training videos, you know they, they've been doing the one K challenge, and um, it's, it's it's very much sort of. Get getting the legs moving, and, and you know they're all fit. I mean, I don't think any of them come back like they used to in the past, having sort of literally been stuffing their faces with chips every day, and sort of like you know being sick at the side of the pitch when when they're asked to you know break sweat. You know, they're all elite athletes now. So uh, yeah, I mean, he had to talk after a game, but you know, really, you know, he, he really meant to say it's just boring wood. It's just a little bit of a run out. Um, we won't really know until we get to the states and we're we're up against Premier League teams. Um, that's that's how we're going to measure ourselves. And then obviously we've got that game at um, at uh, the GTEC against Lille, um, which you know that's that's a very closely matched game. Um, so yeah, but it's just just you know it's just part of the process, isn't it? Just to see see the players back out, see see everyone sort of like you know smiling and enjoying the enjoying the, the, the warmer weather and um, getting getting ready for our third season in the Prem, mate. Yeah, an interesting. I mean, we go through the team. I mean, interesting goalkeeper choice there, Ellery Balkum, who you know has been out known quite a lot. Very highly regarded player. Got into England twenty-one side, and then he got injured. And then since he's come back from injury, you know, I have to be fair to say he's not been quite the keeper that, you know, that we thought that he was going to aspire to be. But again, keepers, you know, sometimes peak at the age of 28, 29, 30, 31. So he's still got a long way to go. But Ellery Balkum on the on the side, on the the side team there. No, uh, and then in the second half was actually Cox in goal. So there was actually no sign of Mark Flecken, um, who is the, our new signing keeper that we've got. And also no sign of David Rayo. Who, uh, we don't, I don't think we expected to see him anywhere near Borenwood, to be quite honest with you. Um, but anyway, you know, we've got Max Rod. Uh, Rod got Roslev and the team as well Ethan Pinnock who interestingly as well Ethan Pinnock um, Jamaica are actually uh, tonight they're actually playing in the Gold Cup quarter final Jamaica are playing Panama over in America as well actually no it's not the quarter final it's the semi final they're playing in the semi final actually tonight they actually won their quarter final game against Mexico so they beat Panama 1 0 a couple of days ago but Ethan Pinnock didn't actually play because uh, his wife has just had another baby and I, I believe that there was a, you know a, a slight complication somewhere so Ethan decided not to, to fly over to America for that game so let's hope that everything is okay there with Ethan and his family everything is fine so so Ethan didn't play in that I don't know whether or not he's maybe flying over for the semi-final or, or maybe even the final if they get there but um, but like I said to you the reggae boys Jamaica are well on, on, on track for the Gold Cup final the last time they got to the Gold Cup final I was there actually they played Mexico in 2015 in, in Philadelphia actually the stadium um, the, I think the stadium that you're actually going to go and watch the bees playing. I was actually in that stadium. You'll see it. It's quite a big stadium. So yeah, I saw the Jamaica in the Cold Cup. So Pinnock, uh, Ben, me, of course, we know about him. Um, Rico Henry, um, interesting player again. Yarmaluk, which we've probably forgotten a little bit about. He was a player that was quite highly hyped. Um, came over from Ukraine, and then we put him straight into our B team. But he's one of these players who's like a a B team plus. A team, you know, first team minus player, where he's like he's quite good for the B team, but he's not quite there for the A team. But we expect him to possibly be there in a year or two's time. So it's interesting to see the development of Yamaluk 
um, you know, on that, you know, it's so, okay, we've got, obviously we've got Yenel, we've got um, Paris uh, Magoma as well, who was on loan to Franchise FC, aka MK Dons last season. He was going to go to Cambridge and at the last minute he went to Franchise FC. Um, and uh, a lot of Wimbledon fans were really unhappy about it. Really unhappy about it. And they started slagging him off and slagging us off and slagging our, our, our coaching team off and everybody off because we sent him to MK Dons um, when, he, when he was actually alone at AFC Wimbledon. And we said, not be funny, mate, nothing to do with us. Um, so, yeah, he went there and, uh, and, and Franchise FC, um, they didn't do particularly well last season. In fact, they got relegated, if I remember rightly. I think they got relegated last season. And if he stayed at Cambridge, I think that they would have stayed up um, just, just slightly. So he's there. Keen Lewis Potter. Now, Keen Lewis Potter is an interesting one, lady, because he um, he came with great hopes. You know, big signing for us. What twenty million ish? You know, from Hull City. We thought he's going to be a big player, and then didn't quite sort of kind of shine. Then he got injured, um, and he's gone away, and he's just starting his recovery now. But um, there were signs of him being a, a decent player once he got over that initial hurdle, wasn't it? We've seen him in, in only in spluttering spurts, haven't we? I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't feel like I've seen anywhere near enough of him to, to cast, um, you know, a real, um, you know, opinion on him. It seems a big tag, price tag for what I've seen so far. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, the injury aside, um, you know, there has been some good touches. There's been a couple of, you know, good, good moves, but. You know, it's, it's all it's all still to do for for Lewis Potter in a, in a Brentford shirt. So yeah, it's good that he's fit and at the start of a new season because it should be a should be could be a, a you know an important one for him because you know we we expect to see the 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 the, the exciting winger that that, that we signed. It's, it's a, as I said, it's a big price tag, um, and yeah, you know you got you got to live up to that. That's, that's par for the course in the Premier League. Okay, and then and then interesting first half as well. We had a Devasoglu again, who who started another preseason for Brentford. I mean, every every year he kind of has a preseason for us, and then he disappears off to another club on loan. And uh, the rumours was that he was going to go over to Turkey, um, but that I mean, obviously the the season hasn't come to an end as yet. But you know, the rumours was that he was going to go for a medical in Turkey. Next minute, he's turned up at Boreham Wood. So obviously, uh, his medical either hasn't taken place or it hasn't gone to plan. Um, but Dervisoglu, or, or you know, Dervisoglu, I'm still part of the Brentford setup. I mean, that's a that's an interesting one, isn't it, Lady? I like Halil. You know, I just, I just again, we've just really not seen enough of him. Whenever you know, whenever this this sort of um, time of year comes, he, he he appears in the in the, the friendlies and the um, the early season League Cup matches, and he, and he and he looks like he could do a job for us. And then he disappears on loan um, with with a host of Turkish clubs apparently looking for him, but none of them wanting to put their hands in their pockets. Um, it, it, it might be you know another one of those where we just might have to let him go um, and hope that at some stage he gets sold again and we get get the money there. Um, he's, he's, he's you know he's, he's armed with loads of loads of potential and you know I, I, as I said I, I I've kind of been impressed with him every time I've seen him play but you know it's whether he's at that level to to, to be pushing for first team over um, you know maybe turning a little bit of a profit on him and um, and, and, and get him rid but yeah some that's one that needs a bit of closure I think out of the other Soglo he's, he's, he's done nothing wrong but you know I, I, obviously he's, he's just not rated as as first team quality yeah an interesting player as well Olakib B uh, um, B it's Michael Olakib B who, who, who joined, he's joined our B team actually 18 years old from Fulham so he was in the Fulham youth set up he's joined our B team but just the interesting thing I say is that he he's the only player from what we see that actually played in the first half and also played in the second half so I don't know if they're sort of giving it to the old once over you know that lady you know ye old once over so uh, yeah. <laughs> so I want to keep be there the first, like I said second half we've got Cox, Kramer, Kim Matt Beck, Sorensen who from what I can gather didn't have, didn't have a particularly um, great game as well but again maybe Rusty coming off the season this is what close seasons are for you know we had Far Baptiste is in there as well obviously um, lots of Premier League minutes there as well uh, Ryan Trevitt as well so Ryan Tre- we're going to talk about Ryan Trevitt and oh, no, no, Ryan Trevitt as well who we think may be going out on we might be going out on loan at some stage as well so he might be going out on loan we've got Yugani as well and then Pert Harris and then it'll be again then uh, Young Coombs 
as well. So um, and Paris McGoan, we think, is going to be going out on loan as well. He came, like I said to you, he came back from Franchise FC, but we think he's going to be going out on loan as well. So, like I said to you, a younger side in the second half, one all, and they kind of, you know, they did what they had to do, didn't they? Yes, they did. And I'm, I know a few of the Besotted crew, they, they, they went along and, and watched that one. Um, and, yeah, it's just it's just uh, muscle memory, isn't it? It's just like going along and watching uh, watching friendlies in, in, in grounds that we were used to back in the day. That's, that's where all our pre-season friendlies were, places like Boreham Wood, um, rather than where we're heading to next weekend for these kind of super-duper spaceship stadiums uh, around North America. Yes, yeah, so and talking about US tours, Brentford are off on their USA tour next week it's not long to go now very very exciting you know I was thinking back to this where the last time we actually went on a tour was a proper tour I mean we've been on other tours as well but a proper tour is when we went to the Anglo-Italian Cup in 1992 when we went to Ascoli and places like that we took all sorts of fans out there because we were so excited that Brentford had played abroad and this is the first time we're playing abroad I mean we've played in Germany and done pre-seasons here and there and you know places but this is like this is proper this is big you know these are big stadiums these are you know lots of fans kind of come and see us locally as well so very very exciting there's going to be three games that Brentford are playing in this USA Tour the 23rd of July which is a Sunday they're going to be playing Fulham on Wednesday the 26th of July they're going to be playing Brighton and on uh, Sunday the 30th of July they're going to be playing Aston Villa so the Fulham game is in Philadelphia the Brighton game is in Atlanta and the Villa game is going to be in Washington there's a little bit of activity going on in and around all these events as well so uh, uh, for anyone who's either traveling out there or I know there's lots of Brentford fans who are actually based in North America, either Canada or, uh, or or the USA itself, or maybe even flying in from other places. I've got no idea, you know. So um, yeah, so there's going to be lots of activity taking place over the whole week out there. So uh, myself will be out there, Laney will be out there. So we'll definitely bump into you at one of these dues. I mean, just to give you the little bit of the lowdown on what is happening on Saturday, the 22nd of July, 5 p.m. at McGillan. McGillan's Old Ale House in 1310 Jury Street in Philadelphia. There's going to have a bees get together there. Okay, so check that one out on Tuesday, the 25th of July at 6 p.m. at Wild Leap Brewery and 125 Ted Turner Drive in Atlanta. There's a bees get together there from 6 to 9 as well, or 6 till our shuts really as well. On Wednesday, the 26th July, run from about about midday. That's before the match on the Wednesday in the Park Bar, 150 Walton Street Northwest in Atlanta. It's about 10 minutes walk from the stadium as well. The Bees fans are going to be meeting up there for all afternoon, then going off to the game, which, like I said, is 10 minutes away from the stadium. Um, uh, and then on the Saturday, the 29th, in the Hawk and Griffin from 6 o'clock in 435 Maples Avenue West in Vienna, Virginia. That's about 25 minutes drive from central Washington. That's the bees are getting together in that bar, the Hawk and Griffin, from about 6 o'clock p.m. All the matches, like I said to you, are on TV. They're on Sky TV. You can check that out in your schedule. You can watch it. You record it. You can see what's going on down there. So um, it's all real, isn't it, Laney? Yes, it's really, it's really getting excited. I mean, I know, I know that... You know the games themselves are, are pretty meaningless. Um, you know, there's there's the, obviously those that are going are massively looking forward to it. The ones that aren't, um, they probably you know they, they you know either can't afford it or they just kind of can't be bothered with with preseason games. And you know I, I understand that if you if you're not into it, you're not into it. But you know the games are on Sky. The first one's on at 9 p.m. Second one 10:30 p.m. And then the game against um, Aston Villa's. Five five o'clock um, on, on Sky, so you can watch watch them there. But it's going to be a bit of a kind of Brentford Stroke World Cup experience, isn't it? You know, just sort of like a, a long way away from home, um, meeting up in in bars random times during the day, and just kind of mixing with other fans from different from different places around the world. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. The games themselves, as I said, they don't ultimately mean anything. We could lose all three. It doesn't mean we're going to have an awful season, but uh, it's it, it's just unique. Um, I'm glad I'm going. It's not something I'll probably do every season, but um, it's the inaugural one, and you know um, I couldn't. You know, the fear of missing out was too, was too strong, Bill. So uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it, um, sharing sharing it with good mates as well. I booked um, a ridiculous train journey yesterday from Philadelphia to Atlanta. 
Um, it goes for four o'clock in the afternoon and doesn't get to um, Atlanta till 17 hours later. So it's uh, it's an overnighter. Um, it's going to be long, but we'll have some we'll have some laughs on that. Uh, so yeah, it's just just a it's just an excuse to see a different part of the world and to explore as well. So yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm gagging for it actually now. Yes, Potidus is definitely there from the Laney as well. And I'm looking forward to it as well. I can't, unfortunately, I'm missing the Fulham game, which is the first match. But the Fulhamish posse will be out there, Laney. I'm sure that you'd like to, to, to hook up with them, like you know. And yeah. Uh, yeah, can yeah. Have some, we can have some cake together. Uh, that's right. So, uh, yeah, so hook up with the Fulhamish posse as well. But I'll be flying in for the Atlanta game, checking out the Atlanta Bees as well who have uh, hooked up some of the events down there in Atlanta which is all good so I'll be able to hook up with them but also Bees that are coming in from all over the place Nashville Bees coming from Nashville Tallahassee Bees are coming down we've obviously got you know Bees coming down from Philadelphia all over the place which should be quite good as well so looking forward to that and then afterwards like I said we're going to go up to to, uh, to, to, to Washington you know which is all good you know and I'll, I'll tell you something I wouldn't even mind if we could might be able to find a pool party somewhere if we keep our fingers crossed lady. I'm not sure but I'm just saying to you if we if we can do I think that's got to be our aim if we can actually just find a pool party somewhere in America along the way and we can sort of bring our Brentford stuff and say we are Brentford is that is that is that you reckon that's on yep you're taking your speedos Bill I'm bringing my speedos just in case you know what I'm saying which is all good so um, yeah so like I said to you so the USA Tour and also like I said to you there's a few of the legends who are going to be out there as well I mean I've been talking to Gary Blissett quite a lot over the past couple of years I spoke to him only I think last week and he's going to be down there so he's going to be doing some bits and pieces in these events that are going to be happening and uh, also Paul Buckle the Buckle who was in the Globe only a couple of months ago or probably last month just before the end of the season Paul Buckle was there um, and I've I've chatted to him a couple of days ago so he's going to be also taking part in some of the events at the bars as well and obviously Marcus Gale the original Marcus Gale is going to be flying over as well three Brentford ambassadors they're going to be there um, just doing stuff with the fans and we're going to be doing a podcast we're going to try and do this as much as possible a podcast a day so we're going to be doing a podcast a day just trying to document exactly what went down in the US tour so I podcast every single day you know not only in and around the football but in and around America we'll just document what's going to go out there so if you're looking forward to, to that it could be quite a laugh because there's uh, there's there's lots of other things going on other than the football in there lady yeah as I said you know it's, it's a part part of the, the traveling around and the and, and the journey so uh, yeah we're, we're, we're trying to recall our, our travelogue and um, um, there'd be there'd be lots of Brentford fans traveling yeah, you know whether they're ones from West London or whether they're ones from West Virginia they're, they're, they're going to be you know heading towards these big big uh, cities um, and as well as the, the fans of the other clubs that are um, are, are making the journey you know this obviously Chelsea and Newcastle that are a part of that um, so we'll see them out there and um, gives us an opportunity to talk about last season and, and the season ahead because you know we're all top half of the table clubs and, and there's, there's plenty to talk about and uh, yeah we're all gearing up for the big start against Tottenham at home um, and that's 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 where it's all focused. But in, in between, we've got a really lovely distraction. So yeah, as I said, looking forward to it, mate. And it's just got to say one last thing because you were talking about you know Chelsea and all these other teams going to be there as well. The games are actually double headers. So for us, you know, we're buying one ticket, but we're seeing two games. You know, whether or not you've got any interest in like Chelsea versus Newcastle, whatever like that, or you you rather just leave the, the ground and go to the bar. You know, that's we'll see on the day. But the fact is that you in principle get a double header now I thought it was quite interesting and it's just going to be because they've done it's it's very very different you know buying the, the ticket buying experience we talked about this before is very very different it was quite hardcore tickets are quite expensive the fees on the tickets are absolutely ridiculous we now know why the Americans come over and they're so delighted when they you know they pay 30 and 40 pound for a ticket you know when they get these tickets face value at New Griffin Park because at the end of the day that's kind of what we do but over there they get properly ripped off and they say it's, you know it's because that the people that go and you know football is a, a slight, probably a slightly different crowd than the people who go and follow the traditional American sports, um, which may be kind of to a certain extent delve more into the, the working classes where football is much more middle class there. So the people that watch football, this is what they say, are prepared to pay more money. So people are prepared to pay, you know, 100 
you know pounds 120 150 pounds 200 pounds you know plus the fees on top to go and watch a premier league game um which is obviously very different than in the uk where um if the, if the people start to charge prices like that the fans would start revolting like you know but what is interesting is i say that is that they've put us in a section so in washington we're in a section they said the Brentford and Chelsea section are together. So they put the Brentford and Chelsea fans in and you buy tickets in the same section together. Now, that could be quite interesting, couldn't it? Um, it could be. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see what, how that, that pans out. But um, I'm assuming it's going to pass without incident. Otherwise, it's going to be kind of a bit feisty but I can't I can't imagine that being the vibe but you know I, I don't I don't rule it out you know what I mean you know, so. I, again it's just I just it's just why mm. if, you, if you didn't have to well you know you could have just you know listen we're not all for segregation as such but you could have just put the you know the Chelsea fans together and the you know in one section and the Brentford fans in another section and then we'll all be kind of happy but at the moment now we're kind of all over the place trying to find each other but anyway like I said to you these things are going to be interesting which we'll be reporting back on the podcast um firsthand as to what our experience is because obviously like i said to you uh, sport in america is, is dealt with very differently than it is sport in the uk and i'm sure there's going to be some very positive things but there's also going to be some very interesting things as well anyway and just talking about pre-season just moving on laney mentioned it earlier the first um saturday in august we have our home game against Lille, so all the players would have come back and that is normally the game where Brentford put out the team that they're going to most probably start not most probably the team that they're going to start with on the first day of the season so we're playing against Lille tickets are actually on sale now so you can actually reserve your seat that you normally sit in or you can go and decide to sit somewhere else in the stadium so uh, so and Lille interesting team as well because they last season they finished fifth I think they finished in France so they finished fifth in France yeah they finished fifth in France, which meant that they were—they would have been on. Well, they're going on European tour, and we potentially might have played them on European tour if we got a couple of more points. Um, and, but saying that, we thought, I'll tell you something. Let's just get an idea of like how good or not good Lille are. So what we did is we went to the Benham table, the Justice League, the worldwide Justice League, where they pot teams against each other to just get an idea of how they fare. And Brentford Locker used this table, not necessarily this specific one, because we got our own one when we were actually playing, of, playing against you know, opposition teams or when we're trying to buy players to get a gauge of maybe how good or good they may be and how they'll fit into our side. Uh, so this is an interesting league table. Like I said, it's got every team pretty much in the world potted against each other. And, you know, last time we talked about this, we haven't talked about this for a while. Brentford were, as we got promoted, we were sort of kind of about 90th, 80th, round about that. At the moment now, Brentford are 20th in the world. Uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the world. In the world, <laughs> Bill. Yeah. 20, it is. It's 20th in we the world. To be, we used to be 20th in London, mate. Yeah. So we're 20th <laughs> in the world at the moment, in the, in the world league table, you know, so um, which is quite mad. Okay. It's, it's, it's an XG table. It's a, it's, a, it's a stats table as such. So it's, but it's, still, it's still very relevant. But interestingly, Lille are 19th. So what we're doing is we're pitting ourselves against a team who are kind of roughly the same strength of us, you know, uh, who are interestingly fifth best team in France. And just to give you an idea of teams in and around us, according to this table, Ajax are 18, Inter Milan are 17, Man United are 16th, uh, Sporting are 22nd, Porto are 23rd, Lyon are 26th, you know, um, Celtic are 30th, um, Marseille are 34th, you know, Villarreal 37th Roma a 40th you know Redbird Salzburg we're going to talk about them in a bit they're 41st you know Tottenham interestingly a 43rd in this table um, you know um, again you know so it just gives you an idea Juventus 49th you know Seville um, 51st so it keeps going on Lazio 55th so it kind of gives you an idea I mean Brentford are, are, when it comes to the things that we're doing on the pitch we're, we're, we're right up there um, so uh, yeah it should be, should be an interesting game that Laney yeah 100% you know when you, when you say that 20th in the world you know it, it does make you kind of laugh you know, in, in a good way you know we are, we are kind of still quite humble um, and then we are kind of enjoying this journey but 
you know, who, if, if the powers that be and the people that make these decisions, if that's what they believe in, you know, we can scoff all we want. You know, I, I think it probably is a true ref- reflection of where, where we actually are at this stage. You know, keep it staying there is the, is the hard part now. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not set in stone that that, that, that does move. We just got to make sure we don't slip down to a hundredth in the season ahead. So, uh, you know, and it, it, it just shows you that they, they, they put their faith in it so much that they will pick the friendlies to, to to give themselves the best possible test of, um, of where they truly are the thing I will say about the friendlies before we move on is we play Lille um, at the GTEC on the 5th of August the curtain raiser um, on Sunday the 13th against Tottenham at 2pm that's more than a you know it's a week and a day ahead I, I wouldn't oh, sorry yeah so is there is there something going to be? There might be a behind closed doors game to be slipped in there, but it seems to be quite quite a, quite a gap between the Lille match and the actual the Tottenham game. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's something else might get slipped in there, but um, it might be a behind closed doors one. Possibly, possibly. Just just quickly coming back to the, the the world table as it is. Like I said to you, the Justice League. Just to give it because some some people go, what's he? I've never heard of this world table thing. It's based on this soccer power list, which is a, a very much stats based. Okay, which ranks domestic t- uh, football teams in the world based on goals scored, adjusted goals, shot based expected goals, and non shot expected goals as well so there's all these stats things that are thrown in basically on how you're playing your football you know the shots that you take where you should have scored could have scored all this kind of stuff basically is kind of how good you're playing your football so that's where it is so no it's not based on your league position because that'll be too simple this is kind of based on how you're playing your football and that's probably the reason why you get teams like Tottenham who are much lower in this league table than they actually are in the league because uh, they've got players like Harry Kane who scores every time he touches the ball basically you know what I'm saying whereas uh, you know if you've got other players inside there they may not have you know they may not have the same result with the same type of chances so uh, yeah so interesting anyway but anyway tell you something we're going to take a little bit of a break and then we're going to come back and then we're going to talk a little bit more about some transfers Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So as we know, transfer window's been open for a while now. And there's been a bit of activity with Brentford. Um, it's interestingly, uh, you know, sitting down and talking with fans of other clubs. A lot of clubs are like moaning that they've got nothing going on. And they say, compared to like Brentford, Brentford's got everything going on. You know, they've got loads of transfers happening and we've got nothing going on in our place. And we're actually thinking, well, there's not, not that much going on at Brentford either. And I think part of the problem is also we kind of did, you know, a bit of our business really early. You know, with uh, we bought a couple of players. We bought Mark Flecken, which is the goalkeeper, because David Raya has decided not to sign a new contract. So we got him early. Just we said, look, let's just get a goalkeeper in and let's just relax so we can relax for next season. So uh, that was quite interesting that we got David uh, Mark Flecken in as well. And then also, like I said to you, the, the, the latest buy that we've had, or the latest big buy that we've had, Nathan Collins, uh, centre-back from Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, broken our transfer record, but that's not surprising moment now because obviously the transfer market keeps moving and as we stay in the league year on year you can only expect us to buy bigger and better players as they say with with the money that we've got so we're going to continue to keep breaking our transfer record now we're not going mad like some teams do and spending 50 and 60 million you know so we're going breaking it from 20 million to like 25 million you know and going from there so Nathan Collins big centre-back from Wolverhampton Wanderers 25 or 26 million pounds we've spent on him um and according to a lot of people a very good buy because he's uh, a solid player experienced player good in the air so he's good defensively in the air for us also good attacking wise in the air for us and for a team who is number one in set pieces this is going to add to our artillery 
Yeah, he's, he's a he's a big signing for us. You know, with with Pontus retiring, um, um, with with Ayer not necessarily fit all the time. We we need options uh, at the back, and uh, it, it's someone that's got Premier League experience. I think Wolves fans were particularly. Um, uh, angry that we, we'd gone in um, with what they considered was a derisory offer. Um, it, it was the offer was it was increased, I believe, but it wasn't vastly different to the to the first one, and it, it, it got the man. I think Ben Mee will be um, familiar with him. He was, you know, um, Collins was at Burnley in the 21-22 season before moving to Wolves for the 22-23. So he's had he's had a couple of, you know, he's had a couple of kind of movie years since he, he left Stoke at, at the end of 2021. But he's he's you know he's been capped 14 times for for Republic of Ireland. So he's he's someone that's kind of growing. His his, his trajectory is on on the up, um, and it's it's I, I guess it's a it's a bit of a coup. For, for for us us to get someone with with so much um, potential and someone who's really highly regarded after his you know his season in the prem with with Wolves so yeah it, it's going to be a fascinating one to see how he gels in because you know the the, the, the centre back pairing is is something that is is you know we've we've taken for granted a lot of, of last season but we do need cover. Um, and we and we do need um, competition. So uh, yeah, he's he's someone that's very much welcome to the squad. Yeah, and it is an interesting one because you know obviously you know you mentioned the fact that him and Ben Mee were together. Ben Mee's been a brilliant signing for Brentford, and he is a uh, well, he's 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 a record signing at twenty six million pounds. So sometimes you don't turn around and say we're going to put our record signing player on the bench, or do you? So the question that you've got. You've got Collins, you've got Ben Mee, and you've got Ethan Pinnock. And obviously, you know, research at Besotted sort of kind of, you know, had to go out there to try and see if we could find a little bit more info as to whether or not this is going to mean that Ethan Pinnock's going to be consigned to going to another club because he is a great player. But no, not at all. Ethan Pinnock is very much part of uh, the new setup for Brentford. So it looks like the three of them are going to be kind of finding, you know, working between themselves with whether or not it's going to be a two that they're going to be playing in or whether or not it's going to be a three they're playing in. Obviously, then we've got Aya as well coming in and, uh, and and also anybody else who may or may not play in that position. Yeah, and, you know, our starting lineups um, they they do vary. They may vary even more because we've got now Ivan Tony, who was that real fulcrum. He was a real target. We we are going to be playing a different way unless we go out and buy a, you know a, an out and out replacement for Ivan, which I, I, I can't see. And I, I, I can expect that we would bring in a, an attacking player or a, or, a, or a centre forward as such. I think we we still we still light up front. Um, but uh, I, th- I think that four stroke five at the back is something we're going to see, um, you know, but uh, like move around depending on the opposition, depending whether we're home and whether away, um, and it's just just the threat of, of who we're coming up against. So we just need we need options. So um, Collins certainly does add to our armoury, that's for sure. Yeah, and then interestingly, because it's almost like we've gone centre-back crazy, like, you know, so we've uh, we've actually brought another centre-back, a very highly rated centre-back, is Kim Jisoo, South Korean centre-back, he was actually a very young, 18-year-old player, plays South Korea, um, he was excellent in the under-20s World Cup, and uh, yeah, we've, we've plucked him. And he's, uh, again, uh, just like Yarmouk, who we talked about before, he's in our B team, but he's one of those players like Yarmouk, like, well, we're going to talk about in a bit, Bidstrup as well, who are kind of those sort of kind of B team plus A team minus players. So we're looking to develop him, maybe to become a an A team player, maybe in a couple of seasons' time when one of these players we talk about moves on, as they normally do. You know, Ethan Pinnock might move on, you know, Ben Mee maybe moving on into, you know, coaching or whatever he might do in. In, in a couple of years time so that's what we're looking for so interesting though because um, obviously South Korean players um, players from certain parts of the world we don't buy as much because there are work permit issues which are involved with them but obviously him being an international I think allowed him to get a permit um, well to, to, to play for Brentford but quite exciting we're venturing into into new areas isn't it Lainey? Yeah, I, I, I'm just fascinated by the journey and how we're evolving you know it's um, you know it's like 
It's like you say, we paid £26 million for, for Nathan Collins. Is he, is he definitely, does that guarantee him a start? I'd, I'd say not anymore. You know, let's, let's just think, you know, Ethan Pinnock's probably worth 30. Um, and although Ben Mead's probably not got a resale value because of his age, but, you know, I, I can't see him, you know, all, you know both, both of them being fit. I can't see him breaking up the Mead Pinnock partnership at the back unless they have to so yeah I I do expect Collins to be on the bench or or to to kind of be introduced slowly unless you see a complete drop-off but you know that's the we wouldn't we wouldn't be going into a, a, a season with uh, with an inferior squad to the one um, we finished the last one with because you know the, I've said it a couple of times before you think the money that we've got um, by being in the Premiership the third season we're approaching best part of half a billion pounds of, of, of you know of money incoming from TV deals and and just being being in at the top table that's that's the kind of money we're we're bringing into the club now so you know 20 22 million from from 400 million it's you know it's 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 proportional um it's it's the the, the numbers are bonkers to me mate but um it's it's it's, it's not as if we've done a 100 mil on a, on a player and you're kind of thinking this 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 is getting a bit out of hand now i think everything is proportional into what's coming in so you know i'm, I'm not overly concerned no, and then uh, there's players that we link with, and as you know, we don't like to go into sort of gossip zone. We like to bring you sort of news if we know that there's actually a, like a proper sniff behind it. You know, if there's there's a little bit of kind of substance behind it. So there's there's a few players that have been linked with, but again, you have to realise in the transfer window, you do inquire about a lot of players, you do get a lot of knockbacks. So it's kind of like when it gets to that stage where you might actually start talking about them. So there are a few players we've been linked to, people like Brennan Johnson as well, which you all know about. But you know, uh, what we're going to probably do is we're going to talk about this next week when. We've had, uh, and as we go into the more of the closed season, um, our post season as well, when we've got more information coming up, um, so talking about sort of buys, um, because and the reason why we say that because at the moment now there is nothing on the horizon for Brentford. Not saying that we're not going to buy anybody, but at the moment now we're talking to people, talking to lots of different people. But it's not one of the scenarios where it's going to be like yeah, yeah, Nathan Collins or something else around the corner where something's imminently going to happen. Um, you have to remember because people start fretting. The transfer window closes at the end of August, and normally, to be quite honest with you, that's when a lot of the activity happens. People leave it till the last minute. They like to see you play a few matches. You know, start making a couple of bids when the season started again so listen don't sweat yourself we've got plenty 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 of time as we said before this this transfer window literally it would be much better if it was like a week rather than making it so long because if it's a week then everyone will get their business done we can just get on with it but unfortunately we have to pander to Sky you know so that they've got their long two months and three months that they could talk about this but anyway talk about selling a little bit of a surprise came up here because we had a player that we were really looking forward to coming back from his 18-month spell in Norgeland. Um He went to Norgeland, um Bidstrup, and uh, midfielder, really exciting midfielder, played a few times for our first team, went over to Norgeland, he ripped it up over there. Player of the year in Norgeland, who finished second in the uh, Super League which is the Danish league over there, just behind Copenhagen. So really good player, really well known. Um, what is interesting is that Brentford actually set a, uh, a, 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 a price on him of 9 to 11 million euros, okay, which is kind of what, 7, seven to 9 million pounds, something like that, 6, 7, 9 million pounds was the price they set on him. And a lot of clubs were getting really upset about that because they were like, hold on a second, we've got players who are in the Danish national side who, 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 are, who, are, who are worth less than that. So, you know, Brentford are obviously setting this price so that they don't want to sell him because they think, you know, we rate this player really highly. Then, bang, all of a sudden, out the blue comes RB Salzburg, who have a bid, put in a bid for him. And it looks like he's just done a medical and he's very close to actually signing to Salzburg, um, um, which is interesting because he came from RB Leipzig. So they came from Red Bull Leipzig and we're selling him back to Redford Salzburg. So it's like, thank you very much. For giving us that player for not very much money and we'll sell him back to you for lots more money and lots more add-ons so interesting deal this for bees because we miss a player who potentially could be very good but the reality is he's still a way down the pecking order um at brentford what maybe what fourth maybe fifth maybe sixth down the pecking order and so we'd be sending him out on loan to AFC wimbledon or somebody again and he's got a chance of playing for salzburg and this is good for him and it's good for us as well 
Yes, I, I think I'm I'm similar to a lot of Brentford fans who were kind of had really high expectations of Maz Bidstrup coming back and um, you know fighting it out in, in in the midfield with with you know with people like Norgard and um, Yanel and you know just come, coming of age and sort of blossoming and, and and sort of starting to reach his potential. But you know you as you rightly say he's had an absolute superb year in, in Denmark last year in Norgeland and you, you can't you can't really stand in his way you know it's, it's in, the, in the same way as Marcus Force you know this time last year if you're not going to use him every week um, you you kind of got to allow them to, as they say, spread their wings. Is that a Red Bull thing to say? Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's. I, I I can see why it's happening. I, I I can see why people are saying equally. Oh God, you know, what's the point of developing them? And as soon as they get, a, you know, the first offer comes in, they sell. But you've got to see this as well from the player and the, and the, and the agents perspective as well you know they, they, I'm sure the conversations happened look he's on the best form of his life um, uh, what, what are you going to do with him next year and they're going to say well he's fourth fifth sixth as you say in the pecking order we're not really going to do anything with him next year he might get some B games we might send him out um, and it's not ideal for someone who's kind of like just had a, a great year and they, they can see their trajectory so a move to um, to Salzburg in Austria, um, a pay rise, and European football is something that um, I'm sure is really, really appealing, and I can see why it's happened. So I can see both both, both sides of that coin, to be honest with you, with you Bill. And yeah, a hundred percent. And and you and you talk about this. I mean, the price, you know, for these players, and you sort of think, you know, some people sort of say, you know, talk about selling these players, and should we be selling these players? But the reality is, and I'm just, you know. Don't don't shoot the <laughs> don't shoot the messenger. But I'm just saying that the reality is that you know we're a football club who's developing players, but also there's a business. Um, we, if anything, we probably not, we don't say we don't treat it as a business, but we are less than Brighton, who Brighton basically Brighton just haul all these players that they find all these players using all their stats. They bring them in. And then they, they they send them out on loan, and, and and the reason why they do it, basically they just do it to, to sell them. So it's actually a business model that they've got, and the ones that they want to keep, they keep. But they they they, they bring in much more than they're ever going to bring into their team because they send them straight out on loan. Because the, the the idea is that they go to sell them. We don't do that as much. What we do is we bring our B team players, and if we think they're decent enough, we'll send them out on loan, and then hopefully if they come good good again, then we probably bring them into the first team. But if they don't, then we think okay, we're looking for an opportunity to offload you now and we send you off um, but you have to, to realise like I said to you it is a business and if we get an opportunity which they feel is right so okay 6 million euros which is good because it will you know, give us a little bit of money towards another player but the idea is that if, um, if he kicks off and he does really well, and he ends up becoming a 30 or 40 million pounds player, then we actually get money off the back of that, and that's good for Brentford. So, you know, and and the whole idea, like I said, you said, of sitting on the bench or sitting in the B team, you know, and getting 20 minutes here, 15 minutes there every three or four games isn't good for a player like that, makes it really, really difficult. So it's. The, I think the interesting thing is that there was a question going around. I think you were asking it, we were asking it, because we were, if you, if you go into Besotted, Dot com or if you go to pride of west dot london you can check out that we did a a, a documentary on the, on the B team if you just go to our Acast site and you just scroll down and you find out I think it was done in about 2015 2016 when it was first started interview with Rob Rowan interview with a load of the players you know uh, Kev O'Connor you know and that was uh, a really interesting because that was the start of the B team then and very exciting period where we had players who we were very excited about that going into the first team we knew them all we knew the players by name you know they used to come down and sit on our podcast and stuff like that now time's moved on quite a lot since then and as Brentford have gone up you know in 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 stature it's become a lot harder to get from the B team into the first team so what's interesting now is that we've got our inverted commas reserve players selling for six million pounds you know and seven million pounds and another player who's actually done that as well is a player called Alex Gilbert who uh, we sold to Middlesbrough highly rated player a player that I think we wanted to kind of extend his contract and get him onto the next stage, but Middlesbrough came in and they signed him. And the and the and the, but the most amazing thing is that you know if you remember, not too long ago us and Middlesbrough were in the same plane. 
You know, Middlesbrough, that team that always used to beat us, Karanka's team beat us in the playoffs, and every year they used to beat us, even though we played better than them. That was only like four or five years ago, you know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, tables have turned, we're in the Premier League, they're back there now, and Middlesbrough are buying our reserve player, and then all our Middlesbrough chums, as you know, we're very good, lots of chums in Middlesbrough, literally all of them called us up, you know, all the 12th man and, you know, and the, the Ramble podcast, all, the, all their podcasts and all their fan channels, Tell us about Alex Gilbert. They literally wanted us to tell us about Alex Gilbert because they knew nothing. There was no information on him whatsoever. And luckily, Greville Waterman very kindly got us out a bit of deep water there. And he gave all these people some good information on Alex Gilbert. Because to be quite honest with you, I'll be honest with you, we didn't really have that much info on him because it's, it's, it's just a different era, isn't it, Laney? Yeah, it is. You, know, I, I, you, can't, you, can't, you can't be an expert on, on the B team as well. I mean, you, know, well, you, you can be, but, it, you know, I... I I, I don't. I don't watch. I have watched them a fair bit, but I, I can't. I'm not going to give them a scouting report on Alex Gilbert. I know he's. You know, I, I trust the process. Um, so yeah, I, I, again, it goes goes with our blessing, and it is one for for his development. I'm, I'm sure that we'll 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 reap the financial benefits of that. But there's obviously decisions that have been made, and just because you're the player of the year in the B team and you get invited into the A team or what have you, there's still you know, it's important that our, our football club is run sustainably. I, I, I haven't got a problem with that. We can't we can't keep everyone. No, not every player is going to reach their potential at our club. And you know, the most important thing is that we're not selling, you know, our crown jewels for for for, for, for bargain prices. You know, if we were if we were selling sort of Ivan or Brian or you know, indeed even even David Raya for. For way less than um, our our valuation, then there, there lies a problem because you know you're 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 you're, you're not the thing the the the, the very um, the, the the great things that have got us to where we are are being able to unearth um, relatively inexpensive talent and then sell, sell them for way more than we than we bought them for. That has to continue and it it's, it, make, it's, it becomes more and more difficult to do that because you're paying more. But um, it's. I think there's. I, I'm not. I'm not looking at the sale of Alex Gilbert to to, to Middlesbrough or or the you know force the season before and going. Oh, this 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 is broken. This 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 this, this system's broken here. We're just not able to keep hold of everyone. And it's also great to see. You know, you mentioned um, players that used to come down and sit on our podcast um, from the B team. I, I was really, really delighted for Reese Cole, um, who um, he, he, after moving from Brentford, he, you know, he, he struggled, I think, a bit for for a couple of moves, and he was playing at Chertsey Town. He? Well, he's played he done firmly. He played at Chertsey five games for Chertsey last last season, um, and then he got he went to Hayes and Yedding. And I'm thinking you're way better than that, and he, he, he's belief in himself is obviously clearly better than that he's back in the football league with Exeter City um, he's, he signed this week just gone so I'm absolutely delighted for for, for Reese Cole um, but yeah it's, it's it's we can't keep all of these players and we're going to have to get used to it and sometimes we're going to scratch our heads but you know all the time that we're you know we're maintaining or bettering our previous uh, league position or, or going close to in the top flight you, you, you can have to you know, you can have to trust those people that are making those decisions. Yeah, and and, and talk about making decisions as well. I mean, Sergi Canos has made a decision to, uh, mm. to to wear a t-shirt in the training ground. I mean, Sergi Canos, um, you know, listen, he's our, I think he's pretty much our oldest serving player as well. You know, we signed him. In, you know, he was on loan initially. Um, uh, he was on loan, and then we signed him permanently after him going to Norwich for a bit, and then then res- resigning him to the Norwich reserves. We were very delighted to get him back for two point five million. He's done his time. He saw that he scored some great goals. He's got his passion. He loves Brentford. He's gone. You know, he's and, and but obviously as time has gone on, his his and he had his injuries, so he's been less involved in the Brentford first team. But his involvement has still been very important. And you know, Brentford and him have thought it's time for you to go. So Brentford are thinking, okay. You could leave but you know they obviously want to get a price for him and uh, whoever who's coming in from him obviously haven't offered the right price and Sergi is getting a little bit narky about it I mean I think the latest team is Valencia who's one of his uh, his childhood dream teams that he always wanted to play for and Valencia sort of kind of come in for him apparently but you know um, Brentford haven't obviously sold him to Valencia because they haven't actually well offered any money I mean I can tell you for a fact they've not offered anything for Sergi so you know how, how could he leave if they haven't actually offered anything for him so it's a bit weird isn't it 
It's really weird. Um, you know, there's a lot of, in, in quotes, giving him the benefit of the doubt for wearing a T-shirt that read, please help me on the front of it when he turned up first day of training. Um, you know, it, it's clear, you know, from my, from, in my eyes, that, that clearly is about him finding first-team football and being allowed to leave. I don't think he was happy that Brentford um, extended their option on him for a further year when his contract um, came to an end. But he, he's a player with value. Um, uh, you know, whether a team wants to come in and, and, and pay anything for him is a, is a different matter. But he, on his day, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a very, very good top-flight top player. European League player I, I think we've moved past Sergi and it's it's sad to say and it's sad to see but you know it, it's just football it's just the way time moves on um, and it, it, I just I just can't I just it baffles me that this is going to be allowed to get kind of really unsavoury and, and the last the last sort of seven eight nine years are going to be threatened with it getting um, really quite narky. Um, you know, other, others are saying, "Oh, it's just a T-shirt." It was a bit of banter between him and the um, the physios. Uh, I, I don't I don't see that. Um, it's possible, but I just think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people sort of making excuses for it. I mean, again, you know, I'm not going to diss the guy because he is a Brentford legend, and I, but I I want him to I want him to remain that. I I, I don't. I, Yes, it needs closure, but Brentford after Brentford, Brentford could get a million, two million quid for him, and because he's worth that. And if you know if Valencia um, don't want him, then you know Sergi's boyhood boyhood team, he's not gonna he's not gonna go there. So, um, but there are there are other clubs that probably do want him, um, and probably might be prepared to pay a million or two for him. Well, I think the thing is with Valencia, they're financially in a bit of, bit of a pickle. You know, they're one of these clubs who are not the best run clubs in the world from what I can gather. Again, I'm not saying allegedly, but I was just if you look at it on online, so I think there are a few problems at Valencia. So whether or not they're able to stump up the cash is a different story and maybe that's the reason why they actually haven't put a bid in. So there's, there's like I said to you, there's always a bigger story, there's always a bigger picture out there. I mean so I mean Sergi Canos, we talked about um Dervisoglu as well. We talked about him because obviously he played his uh, his usual first uh, friendly match for Brentford before he goes off and like I said to you, quite a few clubs sniffing around him. Turkish clubs mainly sort of Galatasaray I don't know Basika I don't know you could just name whatever the top four Turkish sides are and they're all after him again uh, there's actually a lot of interest in Dervisoglu um, this for this window like a lot of interest now whether or not they meet our valuation of him that is a different story altogether but you know there is a lot of interest in him so what I'd say is unless uh, things you know don't quite go to plan I would expect to see Halil probably um, move on uh, from Brentford which will you know which will free up another player from the from the wage bill for us and also allow us to bring somebody else in who uh, who will need to because we were talking about the players that we need to to bring in and, and obviously you know both myself and yourself Laney turned around and said uh, I think we probably need a striker um, because we're going to have a striker missing for the first uh, five months of the season so uh, I think that's that's sort of kind of hot of the on the on the, on the wish list isn't it Yes, it is, and I'd say left back as well. I mean, we have this perennial conversation. It seems that who's who's the cover for Rico? Um, Rico had an incredible season last year. We're still scratching our heads, working out why he wasn't included in any of Gareth Southgate's England squads. Maybe that'll happen this year. Hopefully, I still think we might need a CDM. Um, you know, Yanel and Norgard. Um, Norgard, in particular, was uh, a bit fragile last year. If, if we can get a whole season out of him, then then brilliant. But if if we can't, then I think there's there's someone else that has to happen there. Um, you know, is, is Josh De Silva a, a, a full full season player as well? Um, you know. Of the outgoings, I'd say, you know, just finishing off on the outgoings, David Raya needs closure. Halil, as you said, looks like he's going to go to Turkey. Um, Sergi needs closure. Charlie Good needs some sort of closure. Um, Mazbek Sorison needs to go as well, I'd say. So, you know, I think there'll be a, a lot more outs, but I am expecting maybe one, two, stroke, three, biggie ins. So uh, it could be an exciting next sort of three or four weeks, mate. Yeah, and, and just finally on the outs as well, 
Now, we're not saying this is the case because what's happened is that this information goes and flies around Tinternet, as they say. Uh, but and, 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 and then you, you start talking about it. And this is this is uh, one um, person within the club who is actually rumoured to be going out. Um, uh, this is Lee Dykes, who's a technical director. OK, as people sort of think he's the person that sort of kind of buys and, or is responsible for sort of buying and scouting and selling the players. Lee Dykes, he's been at the club for quite a while. And uh, the, the, the funny thing about it is that the interesting thing is the team who are very excited about nabbing him off us are Leeds United. So Leeds United, who got relegated, as you know, to the championship, are talking about taking, stealing, poaching Brentford's technical director. And the Leeds fans are getting, half of them are getting really excited thinking, yeah, Brentford's got the best recruitment in the world she admit it now so we're going to get their, their, their recruitment policy we're going to go all the players and, then all, and there's, there's another half of them going oh Christ I can't believe like we've stooped as low to actually kind of having to, to be excited getting excited about nicking Brent, people from Brentford so that's that for me that's quite an a, a interesting juxtaposition as it Laney uh, what, what do you think about that? Uh, I think that I, I remember Southampton fans getting really excited when Rasmus was poached from us as well um, I, I, yeah these people are hugely talented but you take them outside the Brentford ecosystem then um, they're not quite the same as, as they were within it so yeah I, I, for Leeds I, I think it would be an um, a impressive signing or a, a coup um, but I, I'm I'm sure that you know. I know for a fact that there's always kind of uh, you know there's 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 policies and there's contingencies in place for for um, for for replacing staff that leave. So um, um, Phil Giles, Giles was going up to Leeds. I'd be a bit hacked off, I'd say. But um, yeah, I, 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 I'm not. I, I won't be losing sleep over it. But you know, I'm, I'm, I might I might call, be calling that one wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see how it goes with uh, whether or not it happens or not. Because at the end of the day, like I said to you, it's out there. He may be talking to them. He might do like you know what what what, what the late great Rob Rowan did at one time, where he spoke to Rangers. And then he turned them down and he said, right, thank you very much, but I actually don't want to join you. Thank you very much, you know what I'm saying? So you just never know what's going to be happening out there. And that would be quite funny if actually Lee Dykes did that. And he came, I spoke to them and I thought, well, actually, no, thank you very much. I'm not going to join you. I'll join somebody else or I'll stay at Brentford. Anyway, so listen, we're going to... You mean, you mean um, stay in the Premier League? Is that, is that what you that, meant? That's right, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's right. Yes. That's exactly right. That's, that's the choice that he had. He goes, I think I'd, I'd, I, might, I might even go to Burnley or, you know, maybe go to Sheffield United. You know, but I just <laughs> anyway, lower leagues. That's right. Okay, so the Charles, the children that we are, you know, we'd find that funny. But anyway, just moving on. Just last thing that we want to talk about. Actually, there is a film premiere happening very soon, Friday the twenty-first of July, at six o'clock at the Waterman's Art Centre in Brentford. It's a film called The Mighty Penguins, and it's a film which is about the Brentford Penguins, which is a team that was put together by. Brentford legend who played in the FA Cup quarterfinal and also played in our team back in the 90s Alan Cochran who also is one of our uh, socials a few years ago Alan Cochran has got this film that's been put together which is a, a wicked movie apparently um, he's actually just come back from the Tribeca Film Festival in New York where it was premiered over there so they're actually doing a screening a private screening of Mighty Penguins 21st of July at the Waterman's Art Centre 6 o'clock uh, you have to email to uh, get your name on the, the guest list it's hello at fevermediagroup.com that's hello at fevermediagroup.com and that'll get you there or just like I said to you just look for you know Mighty Penguins look for uh, Brentford Penguins and they'll have all the information on there on Facebook on Twitter and it's on their website as well uh, so that's, that sounds like it's going to be a really good little movie doesn't it Laney? Yeah, I've been, you know, we, we did a you know big podcast with Alan last season, didn't we? To looking back at the '89 Cup Cup run, and um, Alan's a, a, is, a, is an absolute inspiration. He's a, he's a top guy. He was a brilliant player, I thought. Um, and for him to be putting so much energy into uh, Brentford Penguins is is just is superb. Um, they, you know, when when the players come, they they sit in front of us at, at, at the games. Um, so yeah, yeah, well done. 
And, and just to explain, the Brentford Penguins are actually a, a, a Downs syndrome football team that Alan's put together. So all the players are Down syndrome and, and he's put this team together and they play in a league. They're affiliated to Middlesex FA. And, uh, and, and, and like I said, he's put his heart and soul into the whole thing. And it, like I said to you, you know, the, the, the kids sit, sit in front of us. You can see them cheering and getting really excited when Brentford score. And it's just like, you know, making them part of that whole Brentford community. So it really is. So this is going to be, like I said, a different movie. Definitely worth checking out. 100%. Yeah, shame, shame I'm not around next Friday. I, I, I go out to America for, for the, ahead of the, the game on the Sunday. So um, if I was around, I would, have, I would have tried to get my name down. So if, if you are here on Friday night, um, get down and support Brentford Penguins, support the film, support Alan. That's right, definitely. We put that in the information box as well in this podcast. But anyway, tell us something, good little catch up with you, Laney. We talked about quite a few bits considering there isn't, there's a lot going on, but there's not that much going on as we would have liked to at this stage of the close season. Yeah, well, you're going to have to put up with me every day for, for the next for the next 10 days or so. So um, we'll, we'll be podcasting a lot. And um, yeah, we can, while we're away, we can, um, we can sort of uh, hopefully report on... Um, all the latest to-ins and goings, because I, I think a lot of a lot of that might be happening when we're away. So it's going to be a busy time. Definitely going to be a busy time. So this is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to uh, buy us a beer. BrentfordBesotted.com uh, forward slash beer. I haven't done that for a while, so that's why it's all out of my head as well. Don't forget to write us a review on iTunes or any other podcast channel. Uh, don't forget to just check us out. Don't forget to go prideofwest.london and subscribe to that so that all our podcasts from America come straight to your phone or your laptop or your iPad or whatever it may be. So check us out. I've got myself, Billy Grant, in the house, and I've got Laney in the place. Yes, yeah, see you later. Um, uh, if, and, and if you all your going to, over to the states and you're a usb and you like our podcast we'll definitely say yes to a beer when we're out there won't we bill definitely okay we'll catch you very very soon as we say come, come on. on you bees come on you bees come on this hey, go, soccer go bees go, go brantford <laughs> sucks enough of that mate enough of that Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.